Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Beyond the Optics podcast with your host Tulip Nandu. I'm a computational biologist at UT Southwestern Medical Center, an avid traveler, a blogger, and now a podcast host. Similar to my role as a researcher, which expects me to take an in-depth look at the projects I'm working on, I'm also curious to go beyond the optics for everything that is happening around and to leverage that knowledge to challenge the status quo and think from a different perspective. This podcast is an attempt by me to put the information out there and spark a curiosity amongst the listeners to go beyond the optics and not take the material they are fed at face value. Welcome to part 2 of this mini series on big data. In the first part, we discussed about how throwing more data points is not necessarily the solution to the problem, and focusing on the data points that do matter from the customer's perspective is the way forward. In this episode, we shall discuss the cost associated with big data and the health problems associated with data overload. So, enjoy the podcast. So, as you mentioned, more unnecessary data points that that we collect and have analysts uh, focus on that. and that in turn leads to you know some of the cost associated with it to increase but as a whole there's there are always this cost with the uh, big data or storing data and how how do you kind of in your work line or in in general deal with it and and there's sometimes okay you know the cost of storage is, is is all coming down but there is still an overhead of this cost that is always going to be associated with more data and how do you deal with that in in your view yeah and that's that is that's that's a great question that's and that's a tough one to answer to because from an analytics standpoint historical data is paramount you've got to be able to, i i like to think of my business in 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 two different ways one is and it not just the business but your data tables now and your data warehouses one is kind of a business current hey how is for example how is supreme lending doing today what is supreme lending's data look like today and then you have your your typical edw your enterprise data warehouse or i i would call it point in time your point in time data warehouse hey how is supreme lending doing what is supreme lending's data look like on november you know first of 2019 random date and then knowing my point in time data day after day after day after day moment after moment and i get that transactional data of hey on november 1st you know this person had an interest rate of 3.5 but then on november 2nd you know they had an interest rate of uh, you know 3 because they refied and i need to be able to create a timestamp of when in apr changed from 3 and a half to 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 3 and with that data you can model across every quantifiable and and even qualifiable attribute you can create personas you can create buckets of people and model behavior consumer behavior metrics all together and that you can drive insights from that and have machine learned models and test against actuals it's really cool it's really interesting fascinating analytical stuff but without that point in time data it's not possible so 
what's what's important again there is is the focus and the intentionality of hey i don't want to just take all 2000 attributes that i have and every single time that every single one changes potentially i, I maybe don't want to take all of that because that's going to be petabytes of, oh maybe not but i don't i don't it's going to be some kind of bytes terabytes petabytes or something daily maybe which is how do you make rhyme or reason out of that? But you need something. And I think that's where each organization, each functional area within an industry uh, or within a single company needs to get together and say, these are the metrics that matter for me. And this is what needs to be digitally tagged. This is what needs to be reported upon and analyzed. Because what matters to accounting may not matter to HR. What matters to finance may not matter to accounting. What matters to sales and originations and post-closing or whatever it is in these, in these functional area group verticals that are all established within a single company, what matters to one doesn't matter, what doesn't matter to the other. One man's trash is another man's treasure, right? So that yeah, but essentially... Yeah, everyone needs to be on the same page. At the end, the customer is the king. So probably focus more on the customer, as you mentioned you know, before, and yeah. then make your focus points according to what the customer needs and how it's- Exactly. While also knowing that different organizations within the same company have different customers. Sure. Me, uh, uh, the organizational leader of business intelligence here, my customer- is not an external customer. I don't service people that come in looking to get a mortgage loan. I service the people who service our customer. Yeah. I service the the back office, corporate offices here at Supreme Lending. Whenever somebody needs or wants data or a report or a dashboard or some insights, they are my customer. IT, we are a customer of IT. We must function within the realm of feasibility that IT has given us through IT's architecture and infrastructure. We are their customer. Our branches and our originators and loan officers and underwriters, they service the customers, the, the, the consumer. The consumer. Yeah, yeah. of mm -hmm. our products True. and services. Yeah. Yeah, so and the the final point I would want to ask you is about the health and how this data overload and over data consumption leads to this cognitive overload or brain fog, as as people mentioned, some mental health issues like anxiety or, or data fatigue, like too much data, and it leads to detrimental effects on on the mental health. So, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> All right, we we might go off on a tangent here, man. Problem. Is, is a societal problem at this point. Like Google and Facebook and social media, I feel like what it's done is it's given so much data, readily available data to public society. And it's arguably useless data. And people are buying into it and making it their world and holding on to it so tight for purposes that are unknown sometimes and will hold on to it despite then being given and provided with true fact 
people take these opinion and, and treat them as fact and then dig their heels into them and then will will just poop on people who have dissenting opinions and and it's and it boggles my mind but when i think about like the abundance of data i think about did you ever see the movie armageddon like bruce willis and stuff right so remember when they find out and they're like they're, they're talking to the president oh and there's a new wasn't that a new like netflix movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, don't yeah. look up. Don't look up. Yeah. yeah. She's in it too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, there's a similar yeah. example here we're yeah. going to talk about, but you know, they're talking to the president on the phone and there's a huge, you know, comet coming in, yeah. an asteroid about to blow up the planet. And the president asks, yeah. Hey, how big is this? Big. You know, this comet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one of the guys is sitting there in Armageddon. Oh, well, it's uh, roughly, you know, 14 million square miles. And then, then the one cool guy, I forget his name, terrible pop culture, but he's like, it's roughly the size of Texas, Texas Mr. President. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be cataclysmic. But so what doesn't matter is how big in square miles and, you know, it's, opaqueness and transparency and all these uh, whatever type of words that none of those matter Mm -hmm. what matters is the fact that it's coming yeah and when it hits which is a certainty that it's going to hit the world's over over, oh yeah right that is where like don't get like i just urge people don't get lost in the weeds no and, and i'm guilty of this all the time Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a bit long-winded in my communication. I completely acknowledge that. I've been told that by my superiors, at, and you know, it's something that I try to work on. But uh, you know, nobody's perfect, right? But uh, I think it's so easy to get lost in the weeds and to lose track of what the point is, yeah. and to say the point from the get-go, and then people don't really care how the sausage is made necessarily, but they care, they care about what's, what's the answer? Like mm-hmm. what, what is the sausage? And what is the sausage going to do for me, for my business, for my customer? Uh, it, is the sausage solving the problem? And if I have questions about the potential solution that the, pro- that the sausage will provide, then tell me how the sausage is made. Tell me about all the square miles sure. of it and all the calculations that you had to do and the models that you had to do to prove that it's gonna, that the comet's going to land in the Pacific Ocean or whatever. Like, it's interesting, but once we've kind of established the fact that it's coming, let's go off that assumption and or let's go off that now concrete fact and focus on that and I'll problem solve the next problem sure. instead of looking back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, thanks, Daniel, so much. Uh, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, conversation, and hope people get some something out of it. And I certainly I have. And uh, the big data continues to solves many of the problems, but but there are some questions that needs to be asked, and and hopefully people take it with a pinch of salt. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah thanks, Daniel, for the conversation, and I appreciate it greatly. Man, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be a part of it. Happy to geek out and nerd out over, <laughs> over some things and and data analytics strategy it's my world statistics good good old statistics is a 
a lot of fun, a lot of fun to talk about, a lot of fun to model. And it's, it, it's a growing, it's, it's, it's a growing and changing science as you apply it to true like econometrics and consumer behavior behind how are these data, how are these trends affecting my business, which is also evolving new ways. You can use old strategies in new evolving businesses to then create new strategies Strategies. with which to evolve the already existing science and math calculations. It's, it's, it's a fascinating world that just builds upon itself. It makes a really fun, positive feedback. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for staying till the end and listening to the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed as much as I have bringing it to you. Please share it with your family and friends who would want to use this information to challenge the status quo and think from a different perspective. For more bite-sized information, follow me on Twitter at TulipSNandu and to receive interesting take on current topics, subscribe to my newsletter at tulip.substack.com. Until next time, go beyond the optics, friends.